Welcome, historians. Host Austin he they she and host Brenda she her have been waiting for you. Come along for secret histories of nerd mysteries. Hello everyone. Welcome to F. <laughs> Hello everyone. Welcome to episode seventy-five of Secret Histories and Nerd Mysteries. This is yeah. What's up, Austin? Just taking the mic from Brenda. Um, get, got a, got tongue tied over there. It happens. I say it over happens. there, like we're in the same room. I wish we were. We super aren't. Well, we're on camera this week, and we never are. So it's like we're in the same room. It's incredible. I can see Brenda's face. It's wild. It's, I'm mostly looking at my levels to make sure they're right, but every so often they go back to Brenda's screen. <laughs> Without fail, Angel is up at the top of the stairs trying to get into the basement. <laughs> mother! <laughs> Are you doing something, mother? Let me down! <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can, I'll get to see Angel, incredible. He'll be here. I'll go let him down right now. You keep talking. Yes, back. perfect. Brenda's gonna go let Angel down. Brenda can still hear us, everybody, which is my favorite part of this gag, because her headphones are wireless, because she's in the future. I'm here in 2022, and she's here in 2032. Um, but yeah, I, what else? Uh, I'm t- I'm staring. There's Brenda's couch. There's Brenda, and she's walking back, and she she's doing some peace signs. All stuff I wouldn't see, typically. And now Brenda's <laughs> back. Uh... So Austin, d- what's yes. special about this episode? Uh, this episode only has one bit of news. Uh, we don't have a lot of news to go over. And the special news is we have a guest! Woo! Would you like to introduce yourself, special guest? What if I said no? Okay. Well, that's <gasps> a good right, well, episode, this was everybody. episode um, 75 of Secret Histories of Nerd <laughs> Mysteries. Um, <laughs> please give us a five-star <laughs> You can get us anywhere, you podger. <laughs> and here you said this would go on for an hour. <laughs> yeah, look, this look is us. our shortest episode. Step aside, Tron, at your 44 minutes. <laughs> uh, no, hi, everyone. Um, my name is Heather Antos. I am a senior editor at IDW Publishing. I make comic books for a living, um, which is pretty awesome. Can I say how cool that is? Yeah, that you just you make did. Comics yeah, wow, incredible. Uh, I used to want to make comic books. I still want to make comic books. I don't know if I do it for a living, but I do want to make a comic book one day. I, I mean, think you can. You totally can. It is that easy, huh? Well, it's there you just go. that right. easy. I'm done with this show then. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for coming on, Heather. Yeah, thank we you. We have me. been super excited to have you on. Uh, so it, we actually, Brenda saw your your like tweet that you were open for podcast uh interviews i was gonna say showings that's not the word <laughs> podcast interviews again um and we're like yeah sure what, what you know you know we get a little email we'll get told you know too busy and then we'll move on it'll be fine um so when you were like yeah sure we were like uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> but we are super excited to have you here um Thank you so much for your time. This 
time zone. People need to know what time it is. You don't, hey, listener, we're not, we, remember, They're you don't listening really know to us. This in the future. It's fine. It's 7.14. Ah, shit, Brenda. PM, Eastern Standard Time. And He's I like, was just watching Turning Red. And I did. Ah, I'm watching if, that if tomorrow. No spoilers. No spoilers, I promise. Definitely watch it, though. Very nice. good. Although I'm I haven't seen stoked. the end yet, but... Oh, man, they could tank it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to find you later. They could tank it. We hey, log off this, and it's me, all downhill. <laughs> you told me to watch Turning Red. What the hell was that last 30 minutes about, though? That last though? 30 minutes of the movie? What was that? <laughs> uh... Yeah, so you make comics. I do. You are a senior editor. Yeah, I'm old. Nice. Well, <laughs> oh, that's what it means. You know, I'm not in the business. Okay, so how? So like, so see, is there some? Is there like grandmaster editor? If you reach like ah, uh, there's or not grandmaster. No, but man, the next. I guess the next level is like executive editor. But grandmaster sounds so much better. If I ever get promoted, I'm gonna have them. Th- I'm annoyed that there's an executive editor. Just in my head, I'm like, senior editor, what's the have Executive editor. Okay, now you're just saying words. (laughs) Right? Like, what does it even mean at that point? Like, master editor. That sounds bigger, right? They're all the same word. (laughs) We grant you the rank of senior, but we do not grant you the title. (laughs) Big robe. A giant hat. (laughs) (laughs) But... The other thing that makes this episode very special is neither me nor Brenda did any work. Besides getting ever the pee here. <laughs> That's right, folks. Not only did they have me come out here, but they made me work for it. <laughs> and we had some debates. We were like, do we make the guests work? Is that is that what we do? And I like listened to a couple other podcasts, and I was like, "Please, podcasts make the guests work." And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, like, yeah." There are um, several podcasts of this that we that I that we both listen to that like they'll have a guest, and the guest is like, "Yeah, I want to talk about this," and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds dope." <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, but what are we talking about? Well, lucky for you, this wasn't work for me because I happen to be an expert <laughs> in this. That's our secret, Ever. That's all we do. Too. I, I do some research, but most of this is just in my head, except for Care Bears. Care Bears was a lot of work. Yeah. Like, this, oh my this, God. My first stuffed animal was a Care Bear. Incredible. This, so our origin stories, this podcast got started. Me and Brenda were at a bar. <laughs> And I, I was, we were playing, I was playing the TMT arcade game. The best arcade uh, game. And Brenda was watching, and I was just like espouting Ninja Turtles facts that I knew. I was like, <laughs> yeah, did you know this? And Brenda was like, man, we could like have a show that's just talking about stuff we know about. And then we did it. Congratulations, uh, the the origin of every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know a thing. I know a thing too. Uh, recording recording software is free. Shit, you can just have it. And I was like, well, I took one audio class that I definitely <laughs> slept through. I think I can do this. <laughs> That's all it takes. And here I've got we are. a microphone. <laughs> That's all you need is a microphone and a dream and cutting off your guests to introduce their topic. I'm yes, sorry. Heather, what what's your topic? About? No, no, this is great. So my topic, I'm going to talk to you guys today. 
is about the cultural impact of Star Wars and how it changed everything in entertainment history. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so first I have to ask, have you heard about Star Wars? Do you know? Never. Never heard of it. No. no. What? So the <laughs> stars it, okay. are having a war. A war. No, so I've seen, I think I've seen, what's the, the other star thing? Star Trek? Once or twice. Now, Heather, how similar is that? How similar are they? Well, that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I did write no. an essay about that once, so. Incredible. Yes. This is, I cannot believe how perfect of a guest you are. You, you, I, I just, I also want to, on record, not only did I edit Star Wars comics for over, like, half a decade, but now I edit Star Trek comics, so. Wow. Um, my Definitive nerd cred is uh, legit. So. <laughs> Incredible. I've never so seen we, a Star Trek. <laughs> you've never seen a Star Trek for real? Nope. <gasps> not not even, it, I, TV shows are hard for me. They have if, movies. Yeah, but... Wait, Austin, you've never seen Wrath of Khan? No. <laughs> well, I, highly, I probably have it over I here in my drawers. Now that we're yeah. just, like, way off topic, but I highly recommend Lower Decks. If you've never watched mm. any Star Trek... People do keep saying that. Highly recommend yeah. Lower Decks as your entry points. Um, it and is streaming... on my watch list on Paramount+, yeah. Plus, but every time I think about it, I end up watching our Carly and stuff. Well, it's a very quick watch. Every every episode is just half an hour. Uh, okay. Each season's ten episodes. I watched okay. through both seasons in one week. So, All right. Nice. Okay. Um, Maybe I'll try a Star Trek. But back in the Star where the Wars But back in the, the Star stars. Wars, yeah. So, long, yeah. long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, a man named George Lucas... Uh, couldn't get the rights to Flash Gordon. <laughs> what a bummer. <laughs> and that's that's where Star Wars started. <laughs> Is that before? Because there's that Flash Gordon, that one Flash Gordon movie. What year did that one come out? Do you know? Oh, God. Uh, Wait, earlier. I've got, I've got it. You no, later. Me? Sorry. Flash Gordon I came out in 1980. So it came out afterwards. So I'm wondering if the rights were already with someone else. I'm yeah. wondering if he tried to get the rights and they were like, we could make a Flash Gordon movie. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Or, or well, I wonder if he could, they wouldn't give him the rights because they didn't want a movie. And then like Star Wars was such a huge hit that they're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Music by Queen? Sorry, yeah. This movie came out in 1980. I've yeah. never seen it. Uh, okay. Savior of the universe. Um, so anyway, so, so, but he really wanted to do a space movie and he really wanted to do a movie for kids. So that that's kind of where Star Wars was born. Mm. Um, and, you know, fast forward a few years later, it comes out and it kind of is a big deal, um, which is really funny in retrospect because he pitched it to studio after studio after studio and everyone said mm. no. Fox was on the brink of bankruptcy. It literally saved 20th Century Fox. Um, which is wild. Which is wild to think about, right? Like one of the most yeah. major movie studios is only alive today because of Star Wars. Um, and like I have, I have like a magazine, a science fiction magazine from 1976, and it's like little blurb, you know, updates on the new Star Wars, you know, film, <laughs> and and the blurb in it is talking about laser swords and and Luke Starkiller. Like the names aren't. <laughs> it's so great. It's it's. Ugh, I love it when everyone's just like, what the fuck's this thing? Um, but 
obviously we've all heard of it. Even if you haven't seen it, you've heard of it, you've seen it everywhere. And that's because of how Star Wars changed everything. I desperately want to meet an adult who's never seen a Star Wars and does, and but also like doesn't know. I've dated one. Oh. <laughs> it didn't last. <laughs> I was like, how did that work? <laughs> it just would be such a, like, I don't know, like meeting an alien, right? Because it's like so, in like, there's so a lot in of like, the cultural I've never, zeitgeist. Right. Like, I've never seen yeah. Star Trek, right? But I know Star Trek shit just because it's like, you know, live long and like, prosper. Like, like yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. It's just everywhere. Like, I want to meet someone who, like, I'd be I'm like Darth Vader and like, who's that? And I'm like, oh my God, sit down because I want to watch <laughs> you watch this. Yeah. Wait a second. I had a, my friend hadn't seen Star Wars until what? like a couple years ago. Incredible. I forgot. <laughs> what was it like? Did you get to witness it? I didn't get to witness it because it was uh. during the pandemic, but I got like text messages and it was just like, what the hell is up with uh, this lightsaber? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he pointing it at his face? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in the Clone Wars? And I'm like, I also don't know. So don't worry about it. Yeah. So So let's talk about some of the ways that Star Wars changed everything, right? Yes. So, for instance, before Star Wars, they didn't make live-action movies for kids, really. Not really. Uh, Cartoons were for kids, or you would get, like, made-for-TV things, but kids weren't to be taken seriously. And that was one of George's thing. I want to make movies for 12-year-olds. And that's, you know, that's one of the things you see on the, on the, you know, the internet forums all the time when people are just like, man, why isn't there more murder in Star Wars? I mean, literally, it's for children. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> Literally, it's for children. Um, and Star Wars really, if you want to get down to it, can be considered the first Hollywood blockbuster. This was the first film that really kicked off what a summer blockbuster is, right? It came out May 25th, 1977. Mm-hmm. Um, and that week still is such a coveted week in mm-hmm. in film. Like Marvel has owned that week, right, for their big summer launch for the last 10 years. It's that final week of May. That's that mm-hmm. is the start of summer movies. Mm-hmm. We now had science fiction in the mainstream in film in a way that we never had before. What do I mean by this? Well, literally, the reason we got uh, Star Trek, the motion picture, is because Star Wars, the film, was such a big deal. Star Trek was going to pitch, what, what do they call it? Star Trek Phase 2 as a new series um, for television series. And as soon as Star Wars came out, they were just like, holy fucking shit. There's so much money here. Scrap that <laughs> movie. And it was a big deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, because it's so like my mom grew up with like Star Wars and I don't know. I, I mean, like for it to happen again, right? Like it'd be, I couldn't fathom it. Cause like people couldn't fathom Star Wars, uh, but the way she talked about, like, growing up through it and, like, the movie and stuff, she was like, it was really weird because it came out and no one was excited. And then yeah. the next Monday, it was like, no one would stop talking about it. And then everyone else went to see it. And it was just like, she's like, it's all everyone did. She's like, I saw the first Star Wars, like, 15 times because, like, you get done with work and you went, like, you, she's like, I left the model went to go see Star Wars again. I'm like, that's wild. Mm-hmm. My mom had to be forced to go see it. She was like, I wow. don't want to see this. She's like, she didn't like Star Trek very much. And she was like, it's going to be just like that, like right. the original series. And so she had to be forced to go see Star Wars. 
And then when Empire Strikes Back came out, she was like waiting in line. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she has newspaper clippings. They serialized the first novelization of um, A New Hope in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. So she's Wait. got clippings of <laughs> the novelization. <laughs> yeah, in the newspaper. But that's that's, that's how they th- that's how they used to debut novels. Is you would get mm-hmm. you would get a chapter release in newspapers and in and in magazines. Oh, like a fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> It's like check. It's like checking a fanfic page. You get a chapter a week, right? Yeah. I mean, if you call Mark Twain a fanfic writer, I think I think you're right. <laughs> Heard it here, folks. Mark Twain was the first fic writer. My favorite fanfic writer, Mark Twain. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I mean that that speaks to like again another way that like you know Star Wars changed everything and that before star wars before the blockbuster before this concept of like action mm. and 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 cgi or um, mm. special effects back then right it wasn't cgi mm. but but you know the films had to be so serious it was you mm. know it was uh, meaningful stories dramatic conflict themes irony you know whatever and like not that Star Wars doesn't have themes or, or dramatic conflict, mm. but it's flashy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't, it doesn't like on on surface, it doesn't look serious, right? There's like a big bear guy. What's he about? And that kid has like hippie hair. What like what's this? What's happening here? <laughs> uh, there's laser swords. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. There's this like guy it, in this big mask. Like, yeah. what? What's yeah. his deal? <laughs> like, it doesn't. It looks like. I mean, I guess it looks like to us it looks like Star Wars, but then it must have looked like not absolute total nonsense. Yeah. Well, and and like one of my favorite things, right? And is is because it was so low budget, right? It was a low budget mm. film at the time. Think about that, Star Wars low That's budget so film. Wild. Yeah, that I can't fathom that either. Uh, but like literally the props were like reused props from other film. You have a dude running around carrying an ice cream machine. Like, mm-hmm. like it's just, it's just craziness. Um, but yeah, like serialized blockbuster films. Like, like I, I get a lot of people who like, will be like, man, Star Wars, whatever, screw that. We don't care. And I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. well, do you like Harry Potter? Do you like The Matrix? Do you like Lord of the Rings? Like these serialized heroes journey monomyth mm. tales like literally wouldn't exist or have a platform to stand on if we never got Star Wars. If studios never believed oh shit this did so well let's make 27 more of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. And it's interesting too because I feel like it is something that like waxes and wanes because I feel like as I as I go through my memory bank as someone who grew up through mostly the nineties and early two thousands, like people weren't like like the idea of like sequels like was like waning and then like it became a thing as like the prequels came out and other film other serialized films started coming out, but I feel like it like waxes and wanes and it is interesting that I don't know, it kind of all goes back to Star Wars in a way. Because, yeah, people just made, you made a movie and that, like, the movie was was done and that was it. That's the movie. Yeah, like, a lot of times, I, Star Wars was the first, I think, like, really where, like, they were all released theatrically. 
Um, I mean, Jaws, Jaws did really, release theatrically in Jurassic Park. Basically, any Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg could get it released theatrically, right? But, like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of sequels to even big films throughout the 90s, at least, were, like, straight to VHS, right? Like, they were just, mm-hmm. like, straight to that $5 Walmart box. Here's, mm-hmm. you know, here's... I, I remember two. me personally, <laughs> Aladdin 2... Hit it going straight to me. I was upset about that. <laughs> that was wild. I remember that happening and I was just like, what? It's just out? Like, I can just go buy it? And then watching it and being like, what is this? <laughs> what am I watching right now? Yeah. For me, that was uh, Mulan 2. Yeah. Like, no. I was I was tilted, full tilt. Like, what do you mean? Straight to, what are you talking about? And then we got Lion King one and a half. And what did that even mean? Yeah, what, what is, yeah, mean? what are you, what are you fucking talking about, one and a half? What do you mean? <laughs> like, it's the story from Timon and Pumbaa's point of view. I'm like, then it's not one and a half. It's, it's just one thing. It's not. It's, it's not just one, point five. Point. It's point five, right? Like, it starts halfway through one. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Star Wars, for Lion King one point five. It's true. Yeah, we like now we expect like all movies to have a sequel, so it's kind of alarming when like a big movie doesn't get a sequel. Yeah, like well, and that's and that's a problem that we get in Hollywood now. Not to get not mm-hmm. to get too off the rails, but like there's so much of Hollywood where they want right. They want everyone's looking for the next big franchise now. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're in an era of franchises, and they want yes. something that cannot just be films, but spinoff shows and books and television and blah 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 and blah, blah blah. And, and we yeah. can all blame Star Wars for that too. We can't. Um, but like, I feel part of my job as a comic book editor is not only does the individual, like the, the whole story arc have to work, but the individual Mm -hmm. chapters have to work too. Right. Because if you end, like, it's something I work with creators on pitches. If you end your first story with like this giant ass cliffhanger, but then you're not greenlit for an arc too. Yeah. We've all had those television shows that canceled oh, after God. one season yeah. and we're all just left like, what the fuck? Kyle XY? What is oh that? My okay, oh my God. Okay, 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 yes, yes, yes. yes Kyle wait XY. Wait a second. Can we all just Kyle XY for a second? <laughs> one second. One second. This is unearthed a memory. <laughs> I am How so mad to this living. day about that show. Anytime, oh my God. Because like, he doesn't really act anymore, but the woman who was Jesse. Yeah, yeah, X has like been in a lot of stuff, and every time we see, she was in Thor. Yeah, yeah. Like, where in the fuck is my next season of Kyle X Y? What's with the belly button? (laughs) Where is it? They didn't answer. They were just like, he doesn't have a. It was so weird that that was the promo image, right? Was like the girl. He just got a guy without a belly button, and like this is mysterious. Me is so confused. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what does that mean? And my mom's like, oh, it means he didn't have an umbilical cord. And I'm like. What's an umbilical What does that mean? <laughs> well, I remember wasn't... watching... Oh, go ahead. No, you please. <laughs> oh, I remember watching Kyle XY like, on my iPhone, because I had an iPhone, and just watching it on YouTube, like sitting in the window, like, huh. <laughs> I remember very vividly, my favorite episode was the one where like he could, he like tasted there was going to be lightning. I don't know if he knows remembers that. He could like feel that the bear no, pressure dropped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like there is like it was like not raining, but like lightning was like gonna hit the daughter or whatever, and he saved her, and that's when like the family thought he wasn't just some creepy non belly button having dude, which they thought, which is very fair because that's what he was. <laughs> so mysterious. No one. I haven't thought of Kyle X Y in so long. Jesus, Christ. I, I think about it constantly. 
constantly. I will now. <laughs> yeah, I'm Can like I watch it anymore. I was like, oh, you need to go. Continue. You need to go on Just Watch and see if it's it's streaming anywhere. Yeah, uh, wait. I feel like I watched it on Netflix a few years ago, so it's probably not there anymore. But um, there's 27 I... million streaming services, so it's bound to be on one of them. Hulu. Nice. Well, man, here yeah. we here I go. I guess you're breaking my heart and watching Cal XY again and being like, you're welcome. What happens? Tweet me. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely will. Don't I get all I these won't. rage tweets. <laughs> How dare you! Wow, what a memory! I'm gonna just look at some image. Keep going. I'm yeah, please. Yeah, no, so so Anakin, do, born of the Force, has no belly button, and we <laughs> uh, never find out why. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, look. So all of this changed the film industry in a lot of different ways, right? And talking about franchising and, and spinoffs and things. Star Wars was really one of the first films that like got into the merchant merchandising game and not mm-hmm. just in like, you know, t-shirts or whatever, but we've all seen it. The Campbell soup, the soda mm-hmm. cans, the cereal boxes. And of course we cannot forget those Hasbro six, six inch figures, right? Like those changed the game of the toy industry. Um, and Carrie Fisher queen of all was the only person smart enough to get those royalties put in her contract on Star Wars. Because again, it was so unheard of. It was so unheard of. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, you know, she made the most money out of all of them. I I can't fathom being like, at the time, like someone's like, we're going to make a toy of you. You think like, first of all, most bizarre thing. Right. Anytime I'm in like Target and see like the the like Marvel Cinematic Universe this toys, be so like, weird. I'm like, that's just Anthony Mackie. Yeah. What is that like? That that's just that is a person. What is that like for him? Right? Like, yeah. He's like because you know, they go to stores still. Like they buy stuff. Like he's in like Target with his nephew, and he's like, that's just that's my face. There I am. <laughs> anyway, it's, they're selling voodoo dolls essentially. Like that's. Jesus. <laughs> Paul Rudd walks into like a Walmart and he's like, "That's just me, <laughs> Ant Man slash Paul Rudd." And yeah, like at least some, at least like Ant Man has a helmet, right? So like yeah. may, you may not see the Paul Rudd face, like, but like, but the then other you, th- then you get into all those uncal- uncanny valley ones where like yes. there are some where it's like, "Ooh, I can tell you were trying to look like Brie Larson, but like mm-hmm. didn't quite hit it, and now this is just uncomfortable for all of us." Yeah. <laughs> I get that sometimes with like Star Wars toys when it's like a, lo- a new Luke toy, and yeah. I'm like, this is like almost Mark Hamill, and you're like, but it can't just be Mark Hamill. Uh, and he's like, right? I feel like they try that, especially with Star Wars, where it's like the toys or anything, where it's like that's almost Daisy Ridley, right? Right. Well, that's. I mean, like to be fair, like I do. One of the things I do appreciate about Star Wars casting is mm-hmm. they, you know, for their main characters, they did like to pick relatively unknown actors yeah. at the time. That way, you could become, and that was very important to George. Like he wanted yeah. people to be, you know, f- fully immersed. And the only reason Harrison Ford ended up as Han Solo is because they couldn't find their Han Solo, and Harrison Ford just happened to be working as a carpenter on set. Like that is. I'm screaming. Like <laughs> he was, and like obviously because they had just done American Graffiti, like, George was just like, hey, help me. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking the idea of Harrison Ford is, like, acting, but also, like, hey, sometimes you gotta pick up a gig making fucking sets, you know? But that's what he loves to do. Like, he has a farm. He just wants to be on his farm and, like, you know. Bless his heart. Yeah. Bless. Love the man. Um, but, yeah, and so the, like, 
Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Daisy Ridley, like they're all gorgeous human beings, but they're not the traditional Hollywood gorgeous. Yeah. And so like, you know, I hear it from my artists all the time who have to draw likenesses. They're like, these guys mm-hmm. are the hardest people to draw because mm-hmm. um, their likenesses are so particular. So I can only imagine, right? Like I love Daisy Ridley. I think she's gorgeous, but she does have a very unique face, like her bone structure mm-hmm. and everything. So putting mm-hmm. that on a Barbie doll that has like that very standard yeah. <laughs> look, it's got to oh, be. Yeah, whoever has to make those molds. I can only imagine. Yeah. I can only imagine um what like that process sculpting and all that Mm -hmm. is but my side tangent have you ever watched the artists that like repaint the barbies to look like the actual like i I haven't they are haunting fascinating i could watch those for hours i'll add that to the list (laughs) (laughs) tiktok's like you want to see people redo barbie dolls right and i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just how tiny and intricate and it's, details. It's it's fast. It's so good. It's so so it's, so good. It's the hair that gets me because they redo the hair yeah. too. They like pull out all of like the and then they put in new hair like meticulously and I'm like, whoa, it's insane. What? It's insane. And then I hope to God they sell them for like thousands of dollars because I get yeah, worn out making like quesadillas. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the same thing. Oh, okay, cool. It's basically you could do this. Just pop the doll in your microwave and it comes out looking a little... <laughs> How did you know my depression case video was in the microwave? <laughs> Come on. We've all been in, in quarantine for two years. We've been there. <laughs> Good old ham roll up in the microwave. Yeah. It's just, it's just so 30 seconds. Look, I can eat. <laughs> this is a food. There's protein here. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, like back to the toys, back to merchandising, back to yes. all of that, like... You blame Star Wars. Like the reason Funko Pop exists, Star Wars. The reason <laughs> the reason Funko Pop got even bigger because the new Star Wars movies came out. If you go back <laughs> and track, oh, I own 150 Star Wars Funko Pops, um, and I had and I had to stop because of what I'm about to to talk about. Okay. Um, because so Funko Pops, you know, they would release their like six figures at a time or yeah. whatever. They're they're um, whatever they called the rounds of, of characters. Yeah. And, you know, I was hunting for all the Star Wars characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 2015, this little movie called Force Awakens comes out. I don't know mm-hmm. if you heard of it. I've heard of it. Made yeah. a billion dollars. Kind of a big deal. Um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, not all, like up until this point, we had one version of Luke from Empire, one version of Leia from Empire, one version mm-hmm. of whatever. And then all of a sudden, 2015, well, you have the con exclusive of Rey with oh, her yeah. helmet on. Well, then you have the Toys R Us exclusive of the lightsaber ignited. Well, then you have the GameStop exclusive of mm-hmm. On the Snow. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then I realized, like, for one movie, they're having 27 different versions of the same character. Jeez. And at $10 a pop, I gotta stop. I can't, you know, yeah. you, you, like, this is, this is, I'm done. This, you can't, you I can't grew do that. Beanie Babies. You can't do it to me again. I, I refuse. I'm literally I've listening learned. to a podcast on Beanie Mania right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Beanie Babies. We're going to do that someday. That's whew, uh, that's wild. But, but that's I have to it, find my Beanie Babies first. <laughs> that's like what it felt like was happening. Because I got, I have, 
three Funko Pops are all gifted to me. They're all like different Spider. I have like Miles Morales from the video game. I have like a normal classic Spider Man. I have like a uh like black suit Spider Man Funko Pop. Someone got me, and I was like, "That's really cool." I was like, "What other Funko Pops exist?" Did you like, like Spider Man? Oh, I do. Hmm. Can you see my Spider Man? I don't know if you can see. I have a. I I'm a Spider Spider Holic. As I call myself, uh, I have a filing cabinet of comics that is like 99% Spider-Man. That is my thing. I have every Spider-Man from like 2009 to now. Anyway, I'm I'm Spider-Man. Hi. <laughs> Austin cosplays as Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm we got into deep. a fight over a which, very which Spider-Man. Cover? Which Spider-Man do you cosplay? Uh, into the Spider-Verse. Okay. Miles yeah, Morales. yeah. Nice. Um. Yeah, I I'm I am a Spider Man <laughs> person. <laughs> You're a Spider Bro. Uh, spider Bro. Oh God, I don't like that one. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll we'll workshop it after this. <laughs> uh, spider Bro, print that. <laughs> I'm taking notes. I'm gonna <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I mean, yeah, Star Wars like. I've gone on diatribes on this show many times about how I wish we could stop m- making things just to make toys out of them. And oh, that is. But at the same time, if we didn't make some things to get toys out of them, there's a lot of stuff we wouldn't have. So it's like it is. Yeah, it is a frustrating thing because, like, on on like the the making the the comic side of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, they make a different version of the Millennium Falcon every time it shows up mm-hmm. of a different, there's slight, even from like uh force awakens to the last Jedi, the, the stormtroopers, right. They change ever so slightly. Right. Because why? Oh, so we can get a new toy. Um, yeah. and, and yep. there's no other reason other than that. Why that happens. It is literally why, mm-hmm. like, why does C3PO have a red arm? Well, we need a new toy. Why did he yep. change from a silver leg to a gold leg? Well, we need a new toy. Why did his cords change? Like, well, we need a new toy. I'm pretty sure R2 is the only thing that stays. <laughs> R2, R2 is timeless. <laughs> again, just like, listen, we got the one R2. I'm not building another one. Again, just further underlining my point that R2 is the best Star Wars character. But again, another podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Star Wars, Star Wars is crazy. Why do we spend all our money on things we don't need? Star Wars. Thanks, Star, Star Wars. Wars did this. Star Wars did this. Yeah. There's a very good episode. I'm going to plug uh, something from our network. <laughs> do it. There's a show on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us yes. that goes into the phenomenon. Um, very good. Austin, you still have not seen it. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> I know you haven't seen it. You you, you can't prove that in a court of law. <laughs> I, know ye- I know you. You haven't watched it yet. You can't say that. Our network's going to hear me. <laughs> I'm telling I'm telling the network, hey, network, Austin hasn't watched the toys that made us yet. Anyway, it goes further into just like the phenomenon of like how before that point when the Star Wars toys came out, toys were not like released for movies like this. Mm-hmm. It was such a big phenomenon. They weren't ready for when the movie came out. They had to like sell empty boxes yeah. to people. Yeah, they literally sold empty boxes because the orders were so insane. Uh I'm trying to imagine if that happened now and just the like 
I'm just like I'm chronically on Twitter, and it would just be a mess. Well, I can now see. now what you get is like the Hasbro pre-orders, and like you pre-order yeah. something and pay for it, right? And then mm-hmm. oh, it should come out around June 2021, <laughs> right? It's like waiting for your Kickstarter rewards, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, Come oh out, come out, you know, and then one day, like this giant <laughs> box shows up. Next week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for a model kit to come out for two years. Yeah, it'll Listen, it'll show up just, someday. You just hit pre-order and you forget about Wait. it, like me, and then eventually a box shows up and you're like, "What the fuck is this?" And God forbid you oh. move, right? God forbid, <laughs> right? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I- no, I'm. I just have more aside. I'm sure you have. No, no. I really keep stepping all over your topic. Keep stepping on it, Spider Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just had an aside of like, um, I had that happen where I moved, and like my Kickstarter found me, and I don't know how to this day because I didn't update it. Like I went to go look, and it's like I couldn't. I was like, well, guess that uh, I'll just hope and pray. So like, so it, but it had a little slip like forward to you. So I'm like, someone was looking did you out change, for me. Did you change your forwarding address? Because that might have been... It I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> well, then you have a stalker. Um, Sick. And... Hey, stalker. If you could get me Panda Express. <laughs> <laughs> I had Panda Express today. For <laughs> Fun oh fact, goodness. I left the house today. Incredible. Amazing. So do you want to know another fact of how Star Wars changed? Yes. Everything. Yes. Well, it changed special <laughs> effects. I don't know if you know, but uh, lightsabers are not real. The Death Star didn't actually exist. Fuck. They didn't even go to space for this movie. What a fraud. What? Shit. They didn't go to space? No. Excuse me. Every wait, space movie. Okay, wait. I need but that realism. A, there's wait. a place in Disney that sells lightsabers. Are you saying they don't sell real lightsabers? Those aren't real. They're like 200 bucks and they're not real. <laughs> What are, what are you paying for? Well, they're really <laughs> fake. <laughs> 200 bucks for a fake? Disney. Disney. Garbage. Now you're going to tell me that the, the intergalactic space cruiser, the Halcyon, doesn't actually leave Earth. Well, I can't I can't vouch for that. I mean, it is you do have to pay like six grand, so I hope you're going to space if you're, if you're doing you, that. That, that one, that's God. the real one. Because this is about, you know, first Star Wars. Yeah, this, this, yes, this is 77, man. Like, get, this get is back. George just doing his best. Yeah, and George doing his best was like, well, no one can do what I need, so we might as well just start our own special effects company. Might as well just, like, figure that out. Um, which is kind of crazy. That to do this one movie, they're like, we'll just start our own studio. Uh, and if you've ever heard of ILM, because it's called ILM Industrial Light and Magic, um, mm. they are the studio behind basically every every film to date. Now, any mm. uh, does it have CGI? ILM's, you know, behind it. Any Marvel film? ILM. Um, mm. And not just that. If we didn't have Star Wars and we wouldn't get ILM, we wouldn't get this little animation company called Pixar. Nice. In my head, I'm just thinking of the little Pixar lamp. Sorry. <laughs> boing, boing, I was thinking boing. about tur- like turning red. I was like, oh, I'm watching a Pixar movie. <laughs> yeah. And like Pixar has its own like vibe, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you know, you know um, what a Pixar film is. And but like just like again, but how vastly different, right? How vastly different is our Pixar from Star Wars? And yet mm-hmm. we want to have one without the other. It's like, yeah, inherently it's a direct line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think it's interesting when you get into like all this stuff it spawned. 
because I feel like a lot of people, I, I, my thing is always like, how do we, how do we get there to here? Right. Like, I think it's interesting when you look at like all this stuff with Spawn and all this stuff that he's made and all these like holdings, um, because it's like, like Star Wars isn't just Star Wars. Um, and I think it's fascinating that like all of this stuff was done so he could make a movie and hopefully make more movies, but at least a movie. Um, and I don't know. I think when people have something they really want to do and they keep getting told no, it only, to me, it only makes logical sense when you look at history to like be like you, like I should be the person who says yes because this is going to be great. Yeah. No one knew it was going to be yeah. great. This movie should not have succeeded. No, no, no one believed not. in this it. Movie is, no one believed in it. This movie was absolute nonsense. Like, I like Star Wars, but when you like say it on paper, like this movie's absolute nonsense. Oh, that's <laughs> that's that's how I feel about so many films, right? <laughs> like, that's how... this, is, this is absolute nonsense. Rocky Horror Picture that's... Show, write that one down nonsense. and see like how that got yeah. made, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but again, cult favorite, and that's that's all these yeah. cult favorites. Yeah. Um, a boy just wants to pick up some power converters, but he can't, so he takes down uh, Galactic Empire. <laughs> Yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> he Star has a Wars. La- he has a laser sword. There's also magic. Yep. Yeah. Um I'd be remiss also if I didn't bring up though the wonderful sounds of Star Wars, right? That we mm-hmm. we all can can again, even if you haven't seen it, you know what R2's beep sounds like. You know what Darth mm-hmm. Vader's breathing sounds like. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and part of that came from George's uh partnership with this man named Ben Burt, who was a sound designer, who literally created the THX speakers. Um, And even though the THX speakers didn't first appear in -hmm. Star Wars, I did want to bring them up today because literally today, when we're recording this March 11th, it is the anniversary of THX 1138 when we first got that. does this all the time. (laughs) (laughs) We'll accidentally accord very topical things and we're like, we didn't plan this. Yeah. And and this was a rescheduling too. So, you know, kismet. <laughs> it was meant nice. to be. Tonight was the night. <laughs> it's it was just time. I mean, I also thought of it because I think it's interesting because the what yesterday, two days ago, yesterday, the Kenobi trailer came out. Mm-hmm. What? Um it did? Oh, yeah. Brenda, the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer came out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's based on uh, my comic storyline. You should definitely watch it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm going to watch it. Ian McGregor's in it. I'm there. <laughs> Ian McGregor is it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm super, I'm super stoked for that. It, it is, I just like, like they came out and like knew you're going to be in the show and I was like, Hever's going to talk about Star Wars. I was like, there's one. It's either going to be Star Wars or Penguins. <laughs> Those it's are true, it's literally all it could be. These are my brands. Well, look, I did. I did pitch other topics. I did pitch uh, popularity of true crime and pop culture and uh, dating reality television shows, which I could also talk about for hours on end. And I know a very both both be perfect and yeah. uncomfortable amount about um, incredible. But uh, can you link one of them to Star Wars? <laughs> Oh my god. Well, on the latest season of Australia Love Island, um, mm-hmm. one of the girls in her audition video did dress as a Sith um, and have a lightsaber. Um, there we go. And she bonded with another guy over his love of hobbits, and um, he naturally broke up with her the next week over another girl that wasn't into Star Wars. Um, so he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> his loss, truly. Fool. 
Uh, and I can, here you go. So in 1977, there was a man named Rodney Alcala who appeared on an episode of The Dating Game, mm-hmm. uh, who is one of America's most prolific serial killers. So there you go. There's all three. Wow. All three. Whoa. Well, and one go. There we go. There, there, there you have it, everybody. And he won the dating game, so you know. And wow. when, oh, no. when the woman met him face to face, she said, no, he creeps me out. I don't actually want to go on a date with him. There you go. She, great. she said vibe check failed yeah she was like no um so there you wow. go i can i can talk about all of this. i love that because like i don't do true crime or and i don't watch dating shows so that'd be really cool to hear about. it's I like i know people the, I love that them. podcast frankly what the, da- the one of you of you the dating game true crime podcast just just linking them all together yeah <laughs> I, used, I don't know if there's a market there, but I used to I'd be listen. such a huge fan of what is it, the the Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? Like that game. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. But my yeah. friends would always just pick like two like random things and like how mm-hmm. can you link them all together? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Good times. Good times. <laughs> so what are other ways Star Wars has changed the face of the entire world? I mean, games, right? The Star yeah. Wars games, pretty big deal. Yeah. Whether anytime a Star Wars game gets announced, it's literally all anyone talks about because. Well, I mean, LucasArts was, like, a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that pod racing game. I mean, mm. the arcade games. pod racing. Uh, oh, God. I waste... So my dad, uh, my dad, when he was alive, was big into bowling. And the bowling alley he bowled at what, had the, one of those, had the Star Wars, like, the, like, the, one of the arcade games. Yeah. Um, and I wasted so much money. I'd always make it a Darth Vader, and then Darth Vader would, like, fold me in half and I'd be like, no, Dad, this is the week I'm going to beat Darth Vader. And it wasn't. This is the time. It never was. <laughs> I've never beat Darth Vader at that. That It's rigged. I think that- I think you can only beat him if he's your father. Shit. Damn, Fuck. he's not my dad. Damn it. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, You're going to get one person to email us like, I hadn't seen Star Wars. I didn't know that. Oh, my Why God. You- <laughs> oh, my God. Avoiding spoilers for things that have been out forever is, like, one of my favorite things. Because, like, you know, like, mm. it's like if we talk about Game of Thrones now, right? Game of Thrones, so yeah. it's been done for, like, four years. Oh, we yeah. can talk about yeah. it, right? Yeah. Uh, my, my slight tangent. Uh, so I used to work on the Deadpool comics. And okay. uh, writer Jerry Duggan's working on them. And he's mm. he's like, you know, it's it's been long enough since Harry Potter's come out. We can do a Snake Kills Dumbledore like thing right like we mm-hmm. can we can do that mm-hmm. and we're just mm-hmm. like yeah it's been like 10 years since that that book came mm-hmm. out like and it's a joke that's been in the zeitgeist yeah for a yes. long time so you do it whatever issue comes out little did jerry uh think his own <laughs> kid was currently reading through the harry potter books for the first time no <laughs> he no. spoiled it for his own child that's, that's the ultimate funny. betrayal i think that's, I think that's funny uh, that's very, like, very Darth Vader of you. Very Darth like, Vader. The new one of the new episodes of Boba Fett came out. And my dad literally called my mom and like spoil. He, my dad stayed up and waited for the new episode to come out and watched it, and then called my mom in the morning and spoiled it for like her. purposely. What kind of unhinged thing? Is that? <laughs> he just like didn't think about it. He was just like, "Hey, you see the Mandalorian yet?" And she's like, "It's seven in the morning, Larry." <laughs> I can't, oh yeah all right so like anytime there's a new thing right 
I really can't get over like the midnighters who like save until midnight. I was just saying, and then you wake up in the morning, yeah. and like your whole t- your whole feed is everyone like, can you believe that he was actually like a fucking robot? And you're like, what are you? T- it's seven a.m. or like, like you- or like for like us East Coasters, right? It's three a.m. for us because right. they they release at midnight West Coast. So like, and right. I see these people have posts like first thing in the morning, or I'll wake up to texts from people to be like, did you watch it yet? You know, no. and, like, and I'm like, no, no. <laughs> You I didn't sleep until 3 a.m. to watch it? No. I no. Sleep. I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> I have things to do. <laughs> yeah, I... Like, can we, like, give stuff... Or, like, even with movies, especially with movies now, that just, like, are being in theater, I'm like, could we give it more than, like, a weekend during a Truly. pandemic? Or no? Okay. Yeah, like, in my, in my inner friend group, we give it to, like, Sunday. Like, Sunday is when we can bring it up in, like, group, group mm-hmm. chats and stuff. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's insane. And even, like, some of these, like, non-spoilery things, like, mm-hmm. I, one of my best friends, I love him to pieces, but he was, like, my non-spoilery review of the Batman, and then he lists, like, it's exactly <laughs> like He goes it, on to list a spoiler. Where, no, he goes, uh, his first sentence, it's exactly like if you took this movie but put Batman in it, and I'm just, like... <laughs> A non-spoiler review of Batman. Have you seen this movie? Yes. It's exactly that movie, but Batman. Yeah. Doesn't that feel like a spoiler? It it feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm just like, okay, you don't reveal specific plot information, I guess. (laughs) But still. You follow the letter of the law, not the spirit. Right. Right. (laughs) I... I had the um, the ending of Last Jedi spoiled for me because I used I used to work at a comic Snake book kills store. Dumbledore. Yeah, <laughs> I used to work at a comic book store, and I like had to close the store. We close at ten o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and so I couldn't go see the midnight release of Last Jedi. And then I opened the next morning at eight, <laughs> and a guy first like... guy walks in. He's like, "Burn, burn, burn!" Hey, can you believe major spoiler for Last Jedi? <laughs> oh and God. I was like. I just literally what is like wrong with you. I walked away. From, I just was like, no, and I walked away. The from closest the I ever came to getting into a fight with someone was Force Awakens. Actually, it was it was opening night, like for the public, and mm-hmm. like because I was working on the comics. Obviously, like I mm-hmm. already knew everything, you know, going into it and all of this. But uh, like people came out for the showing like before us and were in line. But guy just comes out and he goes. Han Solo dies and just like just like shot and I'm just like what an asshole and like asshole and, and you know he did it on purpose too like he was the, he was yeah. the guy who like did it on purpose oh I was so so mad so mad I would I'd have words <laughs> like I would have words like I don't I don't know I'm I'm a I'm a I'm not a confrontational person, but I'm like, you gotta like learn a lesson because uh, you're just gonna yeah. keep doing that's this. That's being a dick here. for the sake of being a dick, right? Yeah, like, like that. you feel you feeling strong, spouting spoilers. What's what's up? Yeah, you want to talk? Who hurt you? Yeah, yeah, because like, it's gonna be fuck? me. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I am curious. I don't know if any either of you would know if any or just like just like as a topic, like as a talk as we talk. Did the, the idea of like things being spoiled 
exist before Star Wars? Like, is it matter? Like, right? Like, did people really care? I, you know, because you didn't have these like serialized yeah. franchises and like Star stories. Wars. Was, Star like, Wars has, has to be like one of the first, right? Like one of, yeah. one of the first things where that really. And maybe like for Star Trek episodes, right? Because that was like a big serialized yeah. thing that had like a, that was like growing a fandom, right? Like fandoms came from that. So like I wonder if like before that, if people really minded or cared, or if they were, you know, like I don't know. I don't know. And and one of the things like I'm trying to think of is like obviously things existed before Star Wars where there was yeah. canon, but I feel right. like Star Wars was one of the first things where like canon really mattered. Um, yeah. And people got upset about if you mm-hmm. like broke canon. And I think that, and this is, and this is all just like my thoughts. Um, but like, I think a lot of that comes from the nineties and, you know, all the mm-hmm. novelizations and stuff. Like, oh, I yeah. think that's where like really, truly, because if you think about it, yeah, comic books, like all of this stuff has existed for a long time and you had the TV mm-hmm. shows, but you know, a lot of Star Trek TV shows really were one and done episodes. There weren't a yeah. lot of like overarching through lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, like back in those days, well, it's not like you could stream anything like syndication yeah. was super rare. Like that wasn't yeah. really common. So everything had to be a one and done. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And like collections, trades, that certainly wasn't a thing up until mm-hmm. like the 80s, 90s. And so I think, again, the st- the films being this serialized and following literally the same characters from story mm-hmm. to story, um, mm-hmm. I think really, really did at least, if not start this idea of like a biblical canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely reinforced it in a way that nothing had previously because yeah. i was just trying to think and i'm like even even for me growing up i'm like the first time i cared like cared if someone spoiled something was like when the star wars prequels came out yeah that was like the first time i think it was like like my mom and dad explained to me like i can't like spoil the movie for oh people. well padme died of a broken heart so <laughs> <laughs> In front of a doctor, which <laughs> she just doesn't broken, have the sir. will to live. What do you mean? She's not alive in the other movies, so she's got to be dead. <laughs> she's gotta and this is somehow. the best we could come up with. Also, this is all we've got. Somehow, Palpatine returns. <laughs> Jesus somehow fucking! Ba- that's my. That's like my like Snape killed Dumbledore thing. Is like somehow Palpatine's return. <laughs> what do you mean? He's back. How? Because we have to wrap this up. Somehow. <laughs> this will we make the fans happy, right? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk to each other making these movies, so. <laughs> we let another guy make the middle one, and now we gotta get back to the basics. <laughs> we got a little too out there with that one. Let's. <laughs> oh, man. I could tell you all about that, too, but uh, that's another podcast. So there's so many other podcasts. I can't believe we're making a different podcast with Heather. With Heather, Heather talks about Star it's, Wars. It's called Another Podcast. <laughs> Another Podcast with Heather Antos. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I could keep going and going, but like, really, we're getting down to the nitty gritty of how Star Wars changed novelization, Star Wars changed comics, mm-hmm. Star Wars changed video games, Star Wars changed, you know, like television spinoffs, all that. I mean, and it mm-hmm. continued to do so today like with mm. with the mandalorian with boba fett like how they're changing how things are filmed it's pretty incredible mm. so um yeah like it, it love it or hate it you know star wars has fundamentally shaped 
entertainment point blank mm-hmm. period from literally every angle. <laughs> yeah. And it's quite impressive because I, I can't think of many other things, if anything, that has had quite the impact on the entertainment industry in any other way. I think it's one of those things, right? I think of like Star Wars and I try and think of other stuff that like overwhelmingly when you talk to someone about it, like if if nothing else, they feel neutral, right? Like I don't meet many people who like flat out like hate all things Star Wars. Like at, at worst, I find like people are like, eh, not for me, which is like yeah. fine, right? It's like fair. not everything's for everyone. They're just sure. like, you know, I think it, I think like Jedi fights are cool, but eh. I know they kind of lose me with the metaphysical stuff. Trade Federation, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't think of. The only other thing I'm thinking of is like Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> there are people that have some vehement opinions on Spider Man. <laughs> well, they can come find me. <laughs> Spider Bro. And he will find you. <laughs> they can uh, come find Austin and fight them. Austin's address. <laughs> I will, I will I will go never. down to my basement, get on my Spider-Man costume, find you in the streets. <laughs> so, but that wouldn't be very Spider-Man like. No, it True. wouldn't. It's more of a Daredevil thing. It's not it's not his but move. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, unless you were Ben Riley, I guess it's kind of a Ben Riley thing. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. This is true. So <laughs> Do you have other Star Wars things you'd like to share with us? I mean, Star Wars is awesome. And if you haven't watched it, like, what the fuck are you doing listening to this podcast? That's weird. <laughs> we say that so many times. We said that last episode. We reviewed Megamind. And we're like, are you listening? Have you not watched Megamind? Leave. <laughs> Go watch it. Leave. Come back. Okay, you've seen it now, right? We're going to talk great. about Megamind now. Um, I have a question for both of you, then. Okay. Yeah. Yes? Uh, I'll start with you brenda what is your favorite star wars thing okay not movie right thing Thing? oh okay i guess me me, it can be a toy it can be a comic it can be like the piece of star it can be like i like that one background alien like i don't care i love ewoks i'm dead serious (laughs) no i this that's good my okay so when we were like talking about starting this podcast we were all like really on Star Wars, like Star Wars Fever, the last Star Wars movie had just come yeah. out. This is pre-pandemic. We're like, yeah, yeah we're going to start out. Yeah, we were going to start out with like a whole Star Wars like arc for this podcast. We were. And I was researching the Ewoks cartoon. Oh my God, <laughs> yes. Because I remember waking up really early before school and watching it on sci-fi. And then I have the mm-hmm. one VHS tape of it that they released. And I have the droids one too, but droids isn't quite as good. It's fine, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's just fun. I just, I love, I love talking to people who hate Ewoks. <laughs> I, my response well, to that is just. there are quite a few, so. Oh, so many. My response to that is just like, they're fun, you know? I like them. I like Porgs. That's, that's my um, thing. Like, with pe- I, yeah. don't, I don't get the, like, vehement hate. Like, I get people being like, oh my God, Jar Jar, how annoying. Because, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. he's a lot. He's a lot. Take yeah. it down mm-hmm. a notch. But, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, Ewoks and Porgs just kind of exist. And, like... Yeah. yeah. And, like, the Ewoks also helps the Rebel a lot. Like, I, I don't... Mm-hmm. I don't I feel, understand. I can imagine what the people look like who hate Ewoks, and I know why they hate Ewoks. I can, I can say, though, as someone who had to do pull Ewok reference for <laughs> uh, an artist, and mm-hmm. I had to look at Ewoks other than Wicket, 
Uh, <laughs> oh my god, they are the most horrifying looking creatures. They are <laughs> like, all of the, like true nightmare fuel. Wicket is like the one like they had the design down. They're like we have designed one Ewok, and then like George Lucas was like, "All right, ten more, ten and more in like, five minutes, <laughs> five minutes." Design a thing, and they're like, "Oh gosh, here's and, uh, a glue yeah. gun." Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> here's some leather and some fur. <laughs> Truly, don't though. worry. They won't. We no one's ever going to need to look at this for some kind of reference. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not going to make action figures of every single Ewok. <laughs> no, oh my god, just like so. They have like little teeth, right? <laughs> They are terrifying, truly, and I love them. They're so horrifying, and for anyone who's like. They didn't eat the stormtroopers. They 100% did. They did. Because I made it comic canon. So. Got him. <laughs> Got did. him. Talk to him, Heather. <laughs> um, Honestly, actually, can't blame I made them. the comic. <laughs> Story of my life. Uh- <laughs> that, is, that is personally one of my favorite things when people are like, that didn't happen. And I get to see a creator be like, I'm literally the person. I, li- who did I literally it. did that. Like, literally. <laughs> like whatever <laughs> uh how about you Heather? what's your favorite star wars oh my god it's thing? so hard um there's a lot of them it's so hard and i'm trying to think like how narcissistic do i want to be uh i i don't think you've you've not listened to past episodes please you can go full i we yeah. do every week i do no i i'll, I'll my favorite i'll do my favorite star wars treasure um okay. and that is uh one of my friends found in like an old pawn shop um still packaged uh sterling silver um x-wing necklace from 1977 oh wow holy Whoa. shit yeah oh that's cool um, and, that's radical and she sent it to me all the way from england like she found it in england uh and for those that don't know they filmed all the the, the star wars movies in london so um uh, for me i'm just like oh it literally came you know from from the great beyond so yeah that's really cool uh it's it's yeah. one of my favorite favorite things and of course i like never wear it i never take it you know like i'm just no, like this has no. to stay yeah it's an antique yeah. at this point yeah um that's really cool because like now it's very common to find like nerdy like jewelry and mm-hmm. like i'm very I'm, this is awful i'm very into lounge fly backpacks uh-huh. I, like their art pretty much um but like back like when star wars was first made that would have been like really rare yeah 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 Yeah. i can only imagine like how few of these actually exist let alone like still have like packaging and everything and it's in like incredibly good condition and Mm -hmm. like you know this is the most cheesy line to say but like it's made differently than the shit they make now (laughs) it's true it's it's very true i mean the things that people we are post star wars as you've so eloquently explained to us this whole episode like People make stuff now with the idea of, like, we need to make a lot of these and we got to make them cheap because we're going to sell, like, four bajillion of them and making people think that one day going to be worth, like, four million dollars because, <laughs> like, that's what some of that older stuff was worth because people didn't think that. They're, like, a kid scarcity. just wanted a fucking yeah, scarcity. Story. Like, they just, yeah. that's all. Like, we talk about it often with, like, comics. Like, your book is probably not going to be worth, like, thousands of dollars because they made four oh million God, of them. I can't. And they, like, please just... How many how many Just, times, like, buy it and read it. Like, back, like, people would be like, I found this old stash of comic books stored in my <laughs> attic. So one of these has to be worth something. Heather, go through it. As if I know it. Like, as if I'm, like, some expert on, like, this stuff. I'm not. You know, I, I might mm-hmm. be able to, like, 
pick out important issues, but also these are not packaged and they're just kept in a file. Like, and they smell bad. Yes, <laughs> water always, damaged. Uh, yep. I professionally graded comics at my old job, and oh my god, the smell <laughs> it haunts you. Do you want this book? It's disintegrating. No. Yeah. <laughs> It's barely held together, and it smells like death. And I'm like, no, thank you. But I did have one time someone did bring in a first Spider-Man and a first Iron Man. Oh, wow. And that was absolutely wild. That's cool. I was like... My friend (laughs) just bought um, a copy of Detective Comics 26, the first mention of Batman. Wow. Uh, Jeez. And it's... It's really cool. Like, I'm not the person, like, I would never spend that money on. Like, yeah. that, mm-hmm. that's just not my... But I can appreciate it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. my favorite collector horror story... Um, yes. 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 A friend was in... Uh, this, is, this is a friend's story. She was, she was visiting uh, another friend of hers in, like, somewhere in Europe. And she notices a panel, a single panel, of... Uh, jack kirby thor art on a wall um and she's just like oh what's that and he goes oh well me and my friends we were at the show and we saw this page and we wanted it but we knew we would never be able to afford it individually so we all pitched in and we all took a panel and so they literally cut apart this jack kirby original art screaming internally right now oh hurts <laughs> and i guess it's like cool right because like they just appreciate it or something but it's also like the way i look at that stuff i'm like that's like history mm-hmm. and you yeah. just you like found like a rosetta stone and you're like oh and you just like cracked it over your knee and gave it you're like here you take a piece yeah. <laughs> like it's still worth something individually but oh my god yeah uh yeah. My favorite Star Wars thing is the entirety of the Star Wars Vision episode, Tatooine Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I still need just, to watch all those. Oh, it's so good. Star Wars Star Wars Visions to me is incredible. like it's like the like they had some of some like this is Star Wars. Why isn't Star Wars doing more stuff like this? Um, yeah. And none of them feel like tester pilot episodes, frankly. Um, I know The Duel, which is the first episode, has a novel, mm-hmm. um, which came out, like, right after the show. I'm like, oh, okay, so they were, they're totally working on stuff behind the scenes. Got it. Because uh, books That's aren't written Star in a Wars book. That's Star Wars, But I'm like, some of, like, each episode, except the last one, for me, uh, I was like, I want more of this person's story. They also did something which I feel like Star Wars struggles with, which is, like, made Jedi... And lightsaber users feel not, like, too big. Like, I feel like that's always the thing, right? Like, people are like, the Jedi shows up and now it's, like, this whole thing. But, like, Visions did something really cool where it's just, like, I don't know. Like, it's something that the movies, I feel like, haven't figured out Well, but also if you think about it, right, this was a platform to explore that. The movies are all about these... You know, like we talked, the monomyth, the grand heroic story, right. where it is about these big stories. It is about, right. you know, them becoming larger than life. And that's and that's one of the things that when I was working on the comics, like we tried to explore more. Um, and I think they're doing very well right now with the High Republic um, stuff is, you know, in the movies, the prequels, the the original trilogy, and, and of course the sequels. Like we always hear about how great the Jedi were. 
we always hear about what a wonderful force they were. We always hear about how they were peacekeepers. We always hear about, but we never see it. You never, mm-hmm. ever get to see it. You get to see them at mm-hmm. war, yeah. right? Um, or you get to see them completely gone. Right. So, like, until High Republic and until some of these stories envision, like, the Jedi don't really exist. The Jedi don't really have a narrative outside of what narrative we've built up in our head for them, Mm -hmm. which is a pro and a con, and we see all the time in fandom, right? Like, we see... Uh, we see one of the big things, right, with the Boba Fett show is, is everyone's headcanon. They're pissed off that we didn't get the Boba Fett show, th- their Boba Fett, even though <laughs> canonically mm-hmm. there's been so little Boba Fett that, yeah. like, <laughs> you know? Like, what do you mean by that? Right, yeah. yeah. So so that's that's one of the things that, like, again, I love with High Republic is we're just getting to see Jedi being Jedi. Um, yeah. Until, of course phase one ended and then a bunch of them yeah. are, are, are <laughs> dead now so they're kind of back to their old thing but but that's yeah. that's why for me like some of my favorite star wars storytelling like i love i love rogue one because it's not mm. about the jedi or Sith. oh it's so good i can't wait yeah. for the casting andor show because it's about just a dude trying to survive in this that's why like dr mm. afro one of the characters i helped create for the comics like is so cool to me because she's just someone trying to get by in this world where mm. literal space wizards and space demons exist and yeah. like i don't know about you but i certainly want to be force sensitive i don't think so so i want to know how i would get on in, in <laughs> yeah. this world right um and so like those are the stories that i find mm. the most interesting and so i kind mm. of hope we get more of that um mm. going forward yeah i agree i i go on forever i had a whole like diatribe in my head about like jedi and Japanese influence and stuff, but you're the guest and you should get the last word. <laughs> um, I mean, this has been great. Yeah, Do you yeah. have anything, Brenda? No, I think I'm good. This has been really awesome. Thank you, Heather. No. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Uh, do you got anything to plug or anything you'd like to talk about, Heather, as we uh, say our goodbyes? Well, I have a ton of things I want to talk about, but those are saved for another podcast. So oh, okay. um, <laughs> until then, you can find me at Twitter at, at Heather Antos. Um, where I continue to rant about Star Wars sometimes and also post pictures of my dog who's named after a Star Wars character. So, you know, it's kind of a big deal in my life. Wait, what's your dog's name? Uh, her full name is uh, <laughs> Dogter Chelly Lona Afra. <laughs> but we call her Chelly. Because I too have a Labrador and her name is Princess Leia. Aww. <laughs> She's a mess. I love her. <laughs> My my dog is named after a Steven Universe character. Wow, not Spider Man. Oh, not as big of a fan as we thought you were. <laughs> I didn't. I technically didn't name her. She just came with the. She's adopted. So, but it she was like, handed off to, in a Taco Bell parking. Yeah, lot. yeah. I got her a Taco Bell parking lot. It's a whole She's great. thing. It's for the other podcast. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Yeah, we we have a pre and outro that I'll play for you. You're used to it, listener. You know the one, it, and it has me and Brenda saying all the stuff because we always used to forget. <laughs> so, adios. Bye. Adiento. 
Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe 3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network. You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host Brenda. And as a reminder, please, please, please... For listening to Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. Helps to show it a lot. Tell a friend about the show. And until next time, historians, see ya.